Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with Dr. Scott Haltzman. Hi, Scott. Steve, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, we are actually continuing a previous podcast uh, episode, from episode 78. Uh, we're on to episode 79. And we are talking about your new book, uh, The Secrets of Happy Families, Eight Keys to Building a Lifetime of Connection and Contentment. Um, you know, if uh, people missed the first episode, please go back and listen to it. Uh, Scott gives a lot of information um, on his background as well as uh, what's the most important thing that he wants to try to emphasize in the book, as well as his uh, definition of what a happy family is. So uh, if you missed that, please go back and listen to it. Uh, but this time, Scott, we're going to move forward a little bit. And um, I would like to address the issue of where we are today as a society, and specifically uh, how the current economic situation has maybe made things more difficult for families to achieve happiness. Well, you know, I think that it's interesting. There's a double-edged sword to the issue about what's going on with the economy. But before I talk about that, let me just talk about the status of families, because we are, we are at a time in our society when the status of family is in flux. And I think it's been in flux probably since the end of World War II. Uh, and I think the baby boom has really brought that to light, because Really, traditionally, families were something that uh, were very well-defined, not in terms, not just in terms of DNA, but also in terms of uh, your zip code. I mean, most people tended to grow up in the relative proximity of their family, and they kept their brothers and sisters nearby. They were within a walking distance of their mom and their dad, and there was a real tight-knit sense of family. It was a very close sense of identity as to who your family was and a real support network that existed. Now, what happened uh, since the baby boom generation, and, and probably for many good reasons, and I'm a victim of this myself. I grew up in Pennsylvania. I got invited to, uh, to go to a seven-year medical program at Brown University, which is in Rhode Island. Uh, and uh, look, I bit. And I fell in love with Providence and decided to move here when I graduated from my residency training program. The bottom line is I live like a five or six hour drive from my family. Well, that's going to have a stress on me. That's going to affect me. Mm -hmm. And my wife also lives far away from her family. And all these things have changed the faces of families. So what's happened as a result is if we've had less of that consistency and less of that network that, uh, you know, I think of when uh, acrobats or the trapeze artists at circuses are performing, you want to have that safety net underneath you. And that's what your family is. A lot of us are out there on the tightrope without a safety net. Mm -hmm. And that is really anxiety provoking. And that's the state of many families today. So pay attention because you've <laughs> got to start building your own safety net and your own support in order to prevent yourself from being hurt when you do run into trouble. Now, do you now the, second thing, the second thing you asked me about was uh, what happens when bad things happen to, to folks. And yeah. I think 
the economy these days is a good example of that. Uh, we are, you and I are, are talking at a time when uh, American economy is really in a tailspin. I mean, we're hopeful things will get better, but but here in Rhode Island, for instance, the unemployment rate is among the highest in the country. Uh, I think exceeded only by Michigan. Uh, people are stressed. But here's an important thing to keep in mind, that being stressed, having difficult times, does not mean that your family has to fall apart. In fact, when I asked people in my survey what factor best contributed to a happy family, they were given choices of uh, going to services regularly. They were given uh, doing lots of activities together as a family, having children grow up with both biological parents, uh, living from you know close to your children grandparents, agreeing about money. They were given choices, but the number one uh, choice, the one that they ranked higher than all the others, is resiliency, the ability to bounce back from bad experiences. Families recognize that having bad experiences actually can help folks grow stronger. And one of the reasons that is, is because you are forced to take a look at what are the important values in your life. And those values are not how many channels you can get on your cable. Mm -hmm. They're not how fancy a car you could buy. They're really much more elemental things. And when we live in times when there's a lot of diversions, when there's uh, you know, a lot of toys and a lot of distractions, we tend to lose the focus on what's important. So in some ways, the bad economy can actually force folks to pull together and take a closer look at what is important. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I, I actually have those same sentiments that uh, kind of stripping away the consumerism that's kind of swept through our country in the last couple of decades. Um, I, I, I mean, I really do think that there's like an underlying underlining silver lining that's kind of going on right now um, what I mean mo moving forward here what would you say is the most common stumbling block that you found in your research that prevents a family from being happy well you know that's a good question and I I'm going to give you one word oh maybe I'll give you two words <laughs> <laughs> the word I was going to use was pride Okay. And I don't know if the other word is ego, but, you know, I have dealt with so many people uh, that have had brothers and sisters or spouses where conflict starts to happen and they've done something to upset you or offend you or hurt you, and people just shut down. I, I've, I've dealt with people uh, who have been not in communication with their with their spouse or, or, you know, or, or moreover, you know, you can only not talk to your spouse so long, sure. but your brother and sister, they haven't spoken to in 10, 20, 30 years, just waiting for that apology. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, we really, I mean, we, we, we get so much out of our connection to other people and harboring this, this belief that because I was right, I'm not going to connect with my family members is outrageous. There, you know, your family is there. They're an integral part of you, and it's so important. One of the chapters of my book is called Lean, and it talks about not only leaning on your family members directly, but leaning on people in the community as well. I mean, the point is that you have to make a connection with other people, include them in your life. And we often turn people away based on pride or based on ego, and I think that's a big mistake. Mm -hmm. 
if you had to define that secret of a happy family, what would you say then, if, if pride and ego are the stumbling blocks, what would you, what do you think is the, the secret to a happy family then? Then I would say the secret is probably empathy. Okay. I really, and you know, you've been, you know, you've been editor of HitchedMag.com for over three years, and you know that really when you boil down so many of what the articles are talking about, whether it's money or whether it is uh, raising children, so much of it really says, you know, take the time to understand your partner. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of being a parent, take the time to understand your children. We often listen just long enough so that we can jump in and tell people why they're wrong. And, and what we do there is we block out the opportunity to really understand people. So getting to know people, being able to see it from their point of view and empathize with it, not be judgmental, really loosens the shackles. When you see it from another person's point of view, you realize that half the things you wanted to argue about, or, or nine-tenths of those things, <laughs> yeah. not even worth arguing anymore. Yeah. So I think that's really the, if there's a solution to ego and pride, it's uh, empathy and and really being able to listen and understand people. There's, there's probably, I mean, if you go to our site and, uh, and do a search for empathy, I know we actually had an article that was just on empathy, um, and I think we might have even done a podcast on empathy, but if you do a search for empathy, you'll probably get 100 articles. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And probably uh, half of them are mine. <laughs> they, probably, they probably are. Um, well, you know, Scott, that, um, that's going to do it for us on this two-parter. Um, again, I want to remind everybody, uh, you've been listening to Dr. Scott Haltzman. Um, he is a clinical assistant professor of psychiatry at Brown University, also the author of three books, The Secrets of Happily Married Men, uh, The Secrets of Happily Married Women, and the newly released Secrets of Happily, I'm sorry, The Secrets of Happy Families, Eight Keys to Building a Lifetime of Connection and Contentment. Uh, You can find more information at his website, uh, drscott.com. And uh, Scott, uh, you mentioned in the last podcast that um, your publisher is Wiley & Sons, correct? That's correct. So you should be able to um, find his book, um, all three of them probably, right? At all the major bookstores throughout the country? Unless they sell out, you, you know, you have to, you, you got to act fast. <laughs> so everyone act fast. The minute this podcast ends, if you're driving a car listening to this podcast, pull over right now, find a Barnes and Nobles, run in there before that book disappears. That's right. That's right. You know, it's funny because I actually, I go, I'm a bookstore junkie and I go to the uh, marriage relationship section every time I go there, which is probably a couple times a week. And uh, I, you know, I always take your book and kind of slide it towards the front. So <laughs> I, I hope that's helping. <laughs> um, so everybody, um, you can, like I said, you can get more information at drscott.com. You can find his book on his website as well as hitchedmag.com. Um, and you can find more information about Scott as well as all of his past articles um, on hitchedmag.com. And as I mentioned in the last episode, uh, Scott was one of the very first, if not the very first, um, contributor to the website. So it's a real pleasure to have him um, join us on the podcast. And uh, thank you once again, Scott. And we'll do this again soon. Thanks for helping me break out into the world of podcasts. <laughs> no problem. All right. Take care, everybody. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.